Hello to everybody listening at home. Uh, welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. I'm Connor. I'm here with Pastor Mike. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Connor. We're going to talk today about influence. Influence. Who you influence and who influences you and how careful you should be because we want to listen to people. We want to uh, hear other perspectives. We want to respect other people, and especially in this moment. But what about that idea of, you know, water finds its level. Uh, if you take the high road, you usually find people who take the high road yeah. and vice versa. If you take the low road, you'll find people that take the low road. Yeah. Um, you're known by your friends. You're known by who you influence and who you are influenced by. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about choosing wisely as it relates to influence. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to just then right, just open that right up, uh, talk specifically about unity in the body and, and disunity in the body. And the way in which uh, who we are choosing to be influenced by can impact the unity of the body. So do you want to just talk for a second about maybe some of the, the things going on in our body at Grace Church of Orange and possible points of disunity that, that we could address even right now? Well, there's another topic. Yeah, we could do that, too. I, um, I, no, no, we, let's, let's do that. Um, we can't be too specific, obviously. As elders, we, we have to... Um, we play by biblical rules, yep. and um, we want all Christians to be doing that. But as as I well know, not all Christians play by biblical rules. And that's why I continually have people coming to me about what others said about me or other of our elders negatively. And mm -hmm. it's like, you just let those things fall to the ground. Those are from Satan. Those are not from God. Things that are from God are when people actually do things appropriately and make for peace. Let us do the things that make for peace and the building up of one another. And what I'm finding in this moment is very hurting people who have a lot of hurts are inflicting a lot of hurt on other people. And what's the Christian called to do, especially when those are professing Christians? Well, first of all, God's the judge and God sees. And at some point in time, they're either going to repent or they'll keep going further into ungodliness. Okay, and so, you know, Titus is informative to us here. Uh, Titus 1.9, the, the role of an elder it says that they, you are to hold firmly to the trustworthy word as taught. We love to do that. Then it says that you may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine. We love doing that. And then it says the thing we don't love to do, also to rebuke those who contradict it. And it's interesting that uh, if, if an elder loves to rebuke those who contradict, they're not qualified as an elder. Mm. Okay. First you hold to the trustworthy word, then you give instruction in sound doctrine, and need to be willing to rebuke those who contradict. And I will say that's one of those things that for most elders who want to live humbly, who know they're a sinner saved by grace, they find it hard to rebuke, uh, excuse me, reprove those who contradict and rebuke mm -hmm. them. And that's something that at Grace Orange, we haven't done very well. I'd say we need to correct people more consistently and warn people more intently and tell the church more often because that is the way the church becomes healthy. But we're afraid to do those things. How many times have we said, oh, let's not say anything because this person might leave the church. Yeah. Well, let's see. They're misbehaving. They're talking behind people's backs. They're slandering. They're coming up with wacky ideas. They're listening to wacky ideas. They're disregarding their leadership. By the way, Titus, at the end of Titus 2, it says, uh, let no one disregard you. Okay. Mm. The idea that um, you're not supposed to be letting people in the church disregard the true teaching of the word. Yeah. And so people are going to come in with all sorts of ideas. And we say, oh, let's not say anything because they might get upset. Well, hello, they already are upset <laughs> and they're infecting a bunch of people in yeah. the church. Yeah. Here, let's not go to the doctor, even though you're really sick and yeah. you got a fever. Yeah. 
and you're dying. <laughs> totally. You know, so. And there's the idea that the tox spreads like gangrene. Oh, it's, my it's, goodness. It's, it's quick. It moves real fast. It, like cancer, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, um, God's the judge, but elders are supposed to be elders. And we know that as elders at Grace Orange. And, you know, you try to deal with it gently and firmly. Um, but we are, you know, in process of correcting people more consistently when needed mm-hmm. and also warning people more intently and telling the church when appropriate. And so, um, and we're probably going to need to do that uh, coming up because more and more things keep happening in this moment. Mm. And we love people. We want to shepherd them in the ways of the Lord. We want to do what is good and right and true. And not everyone is going in that direction. And it's tough because so many people are saying they are when they're not. And how do you know they're not? Match it up according to the Bible. Mm. Are they doing what the Bible says to do? If you have a problem with someone, go straight to them. If you have um, doctrinal issues with your church, don't try to change your church. You might want to consider going elsewhere and not infecting others. So many people need attention right now. And there's a lot of people who need attention, so they go and talk as loudly as they can to get that attention. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, people get applauded for doing that. The people I want to applaud are the people that are uh, exercising self-control. Yeah. Question for you. Someone's listening to this right now and they're wondering, am I a divisive person or am I not? Which category do I do I fall into right now? Can you give a, um, like a, what's the word I'm thinking? Like a litmus test or sure. some questions, some diagnostic type questions to sure. help people think through, hmm, how, how am I playing into this situation? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, what's the difference? Here's a good question. What's the difference between stirring up division and asking honest questions or bringing up valid concerns. Yeah, good okay. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in, in Romans, you always want to go to the Word on these things. But in Romans, the, the New Testament is filled with warnings about people that are going to come in and separate the flock. Mm-hmm. And what, what happens the most in Christian churches is people get upset at their church. They make a big deal. They go to another church and then go infect that church because mm-hmm. they don't deal with their issues. Now, so many people do the right thing. Okay. And if you have a if you're at a church that is teaching wrong doctrine. I think it's important to talk to the leaders and then if they're not going to you know uh, look at what the bible actually says then go to another church that that's appropriate but when you're at a church that's teaching sound doctrine but then you've got people in the church that don't want sound doctrine they want their ears tickled um it's probably better for them to go or if they don't want to be shepherded if they don't want to be shepherded so the idea is do you want to be shepherded do you want to be led okay follow your leaders respect your leaders um, there have been people at Grace Orange that have been, you know, horrendously unkind to some of our elders in writing even. And you're like, wow, mm-hmm. like, you know, God knows these things and and God's the judge, you know, and our elders are very humble. And so you absorb those hits and you just go, well, God knows mm-hmm. and hurting people hurt people. Right. But what's the difference between stirring up division and asking honest questions or bringing up valid concerns? The person that's even asking the question, am I being divisive, isn't being divisive. If you're asking an honest question or bringing up valid concern, you will restore relationships. You will make sure that you're doing it in a kind and appropriate, timely way. And you will actually be willing to be taught and led. And this is not a one-way street, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm all the time telling people, yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I was Mm -hmm. talking to someone yesterday, and we both were agreeing. This is something that we need to improve on as a church. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, when someone is constantly hammering because they have an agenda, they're usurping leadership. They're usurping authority even. And the the big question is, is this about the authority of the word? The thing that people have left Grace Orange about the most is the authority of scripture. Hmm. How do I know that? Well, the nature of salvation. They don't agree that 
Salvation is all of God, all from God. Um, the role of women. They want women to be elders or pastors, yeah. preachers. Uh, spiritual gifts. And sadly, politics at times, even though we don't talk about politics here. Mm. But people that are who, are, who are speaking the most loudest? People on the polar opposites, the, yeah, the, the extreme views, right? Spectrum. And they're not willing to listen to sound, to sound um, thoughts on this. Mm. And so... The nature of Scripture is is really important. And look, when sins are private and someone you know is maybe bringing uh, causing division that becomes public, those sins need to be dealt with with the whole group as a church. And I'd say most churches, including us, we've been remiss at that. We we need to to it, and it's infected probably more people at Grace Orange because of that. And here you have the the large majority of the church is healthy, but if you have a if you have a small amount of cancer in your body. It can grow. Yeah. And so and we've seen that happen. And, and it, it hurts the heart of true pastor elders mm. to see people either being mistreated or, and usually those people are saying they've been mistreated, but they leave a whole wake of broken relationships, Absolutely. but they're blaming everyone else, you mistreated know, in that right. They're not taking yeah. responsibility. So if you're taking your own responsibility, you have a tender heart, you're confessing your own sins. You know that you're a sinner saved by grace and you just have valid disagreements with your church but you're airing them out in ways where you find like water finds its level and you're finding the people that agree with you, then you're causing division because you're not going to the leadership and talking about it and keeping it between you and them. You're going and kind of infecting other people. So people talk, people talk a lot. People talk too much. Uh, they need to read the Bible more and see what it says about talking <laughs> and, and how the nature of what we, what we uh, do. Like if someone sins against you, you go in private. If they don't listen to you, you take one or two others. If they don't listen to you, you take it to the church. If they don't take it to the church, so the message the church gives, then you treat them as an outsider or a tax collector or sinner, as an unbeliever. Yeah. Um, when someone does a public sin, that has to be dealt with publicly. And Paul did that, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and 2 Corinthians 5, some restoration. Mm -hmm. uh, these are tough things. These are, these are the things that cause guys like me to stay awake at night and, and wrestle and grieve in anguish because you love the body and you want everyone to be at peace. I want everyone to be at peace, but I see all these people that have so much unrest in their life. And you think, where's the joy of the Lord? Where's the peace of Jesus? Where is the unity that he bought at the, at the cross? Life is not, he didn't say I died for your sins so that you can go fight with everyone. Yeah. So why is everybody trying to fight? Why can't they just go do outreach yeah. <laughs> or go do missions? Yeah. And so that's, that's the issue uh, in a lot of churches, and it's been like that since the, you know since the beginning since onward. Since the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Well, last question. We'll close with this just really quickly. If that's the negative, what's the positive? Uh, where should I be looking to find influence, and then what kind of influence should I be looking to have in the body? Well, go to somewhere like Ephesians four. You know, Ephesians four. Put away falsehood. Uh, verse twenty-five. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. Mm. Speak truth. We're members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. Do not give the devil an opportunity. Don't steal if you're a thief. Uh, rather, labor, doing honest work. Just work hard. Do, do the right things. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you keep a guard over your lips. Mm -hmm. Only such as good as building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. You have like three check downs there. No rotten words. Only if it's good for building up, only if it fits the occasion, and only if it would give grace to those who hear. So you have four checkdowns on that one. Yeah. 
Um, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Basically, don't walk in unrepentance. Um, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, and clamor, and slander be put away from you. Put those things away. And look at verse 32. Here it is. Be kind to one another. So there's an influential person, someone who's kind. You'll want to be around people like that. Mm-hmm. Be tender-hearted. So you're you're tender towards others. Even, like, I'm tender-hearted towards those that are hurting other people. Because I'm like, I know they're hurting like you don't get to that point in your life unless you're really hurting. And, you know, God cares about that person. And, you know, if they're in our church, like, listener, let's just say you're someone that really wants to have peace in the church. Keep doing what you're doing. Just love people. Find a good ministry to do. But if you're someone that maybe has overstepped your bounds on things like this and it maybe caused some division, but you're part of Grace Church Orange, we're called to shepherd you and love you. And we, we, you need to be able to be teachable as we all should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have this agenda that you're like, my church must be this way, is that what the Bible says, right? Or is it just the culture or the, the spirit of the age or what? Mm-hmm. But be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other as God in Christ forgave you. And it goes on in chapter five, be imitators of God, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. But all these other things, and it goes on in chapter five, don't name these other things among you. And then verse 15, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Don't be foolish. Understand what the will of the Lord is. I think people whip themselves into a frenzy of their own ideas. And if we would just sit in the presence of God and love the Lord with all our hearts, it wouldn't mean that we would all be on the same page agreeing on every subject. But it would mean that we would say, whatever the word says, we're going to go with that. And, and we're going to work hard, fight. What did I say the other a couple of weeks ago in my sermon? Fight for unity. Yep. Fight for unity. Yeah. That means, you know, we're fight. By the way, um, we're supposed to be antagonistic towards sin, not towards other Christians. Yeah. Okay. Amen. So, hmm. yeah, striving against sin striving is the idea of yeah. being, the word hmm. uh, in Greek is where we get our word antagonism. Uh, nowhere does it say you're to be antagonistic towards other Christians. Mm-hmm. You're to be antagonistic towards your sin. Yeah. That's why you confess it and walk in repentance. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Well, thanks so much, Pastor Mike. A helpful word. Definitely challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, can, I, can I pray even quickly? I was going to say, let's pray. Let's yeah. make sure we okay. pray. Uh, let me pray and then, and then we'll wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Father, we, uh, we thank you so much for Jesus and for his cross. Thank you that through him we have reconciliation, redemption, that we can know you, and Lord, that we can have unity as a body. That's a, a blood-bought unity that's supernatural. Uh, it's the work of your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we just pray for Grace Church of Orange. We pray that this would be a body characterized by love for Christ, love for one another. And Lord, uh, help all of us to have the humility to search our own hearts and just and wonder maybe where we need to repent and to come back to to faithfulness to Christ. So, Lord, we just ask for your grace in that. We pray all that in Christ's name. Amen. 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 All right, listeners, thanks so much. We love you, and we will talk to you next time on